This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello everybody and welcome to this latest special episode of Every Step Along The Way, Extra Time. Yeah, that's right, your new Twitter Spaces episodes have got a new name of their own. This one was recorded straight after our emphatic 5-1 pre-season friendly victory at Meadow Lane against Notts County. And we also touch on the signing of a certain Ben Pearson. So... Nice win there. New signing this morning as well. Obviously, you know, Ben Pearson's going to the club anti four year deal. Um, can't see anybody being disappointed. I've seen a couple of people actually saying that these maybe we're over, you know, overreacting or, you know, over egging his sort of contribution last season. But for me, I don't think he could be disappointed, even if you think he maybe is overrated. Um, as for the game then, for me, solid performance. You know, five one winners. We've won, you know, four four goals in the first half. William Bonham made an early save from, you know, so he did his bit, and then the uh, the to control going forward, didn't we? And Campbell scored three. Could have had six or seven to be honest. He looked really sharp for me. Um, really quick. You know, great movement to Everton as well. A few other standouts. Second half, the young lads tempo dropped a lot. But um, that is what it is, sort of with friendlies, isn't it? So, just so you all know, I was just piling back in the car now. We're having celebratory McDonald's. Uh, so, yeah, Mike's, Mike's just collected, collected it for the, the kids and that we're hoping it uh, gets, gets them through while we do this. So, yeah, we're having a celebratory McDonald's outside Meadow Lane. Dave, what were your... Uh, have, you, have you been the game today, mate? <laughs> Hello, buddy. Um, I've I've not been to the game today, no. But I've I've uh, my my dad's been up there, and he's, if if it was a different club, you you'd probably start being oh, you know, it's it's this and that. But th- this is a team that pushed pushed Wrexham to you know a record season in the in the national league last year. And by no means you can you can look at that score and just dismiss them as as a League Two side because they're going to be they're going to be very competitive next year. Um, but he, he said the performance was. He, he said it was a great performance. Um, and the one thing that I do want to address right off the bat is, I, I don't know. I don't know what the the agenda is with the small section of the fans have got something against Campbell because the you know he's he's had two two and a half months off now 
where he's he's not really kicked a ball, but to come back and make a statement like that the the first pre season game, you know, it's it's something that a lot of Stoke fans have got to look forward to to the start of the season thinking if he can be fit and firing from the first game against Rotherham, he could he could realistically be if we've got a good system around him, the first the first strike, well, the first player score twenty plus goals in a season for us for what is it now? Is it over twenty five years? Yeah, I think he's Peter Thorne was the last one month, wasn't he, to get twenty yeah. plus? Um, yeah, I mean, you're, if you listen to the pod that you'll know me and Mike, we, we're big you know Campbell fans, and he was he was sharp today. He was he looked um, like his movement was great. There was a couple of times where he'd had a shot and, and, and stuff like the balls, you know, it spun up into the air. The defenders watching it come down, and all of a sudden he's just made up five six yards, put himself between the ball and the defender, and it's like. That's re- that's for me. That's moved on from last season with him as well. Stuff like he, like I say, his match sharpness, his fitness. He looked quick. Like I say, his finishing was a bit off today. It, even though it, it's, it's funny, he sees he scored a hat trick, <laughs> but he yeah. literally. Could- <laughs> um, but we know that his finishing is one of the strong points of his game. So, like I say, it's the first game in pre-season. He's probably you know that that'll come with with practice, that won't it, and being in more game environments. Um, but yeah, like you say, Campbell has the potential. If, if we get him back to what we know he's capable of, he, he can fire any team in this league, can't he? Up the, up the table. Um, well, absolutely. You know, I think I think he's got pace, he's got power. He, he can hold. He can hold a man off. I, I think. I think under Alex Neal, you know, Michael O'Neill gave him a real good, real good go at trying to get the best out of him, and. It, it didn't always come to, to fruition, but you can see the systems that Neil is is playing with Ty now, especially especially Sunderland away is a great example. There's there's certain systems you can play him in where you know that he's going to get in behind, he's going to make runs that, that split the defence, and he, he, he can pass the ball as well. And I just think Neil really needs to find that 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 certain formation that allows him to to bring the best of his game out and and he can be the provider and he can be the finisher as well um and you know the the i, I do think everything's going to come good soon enough um you know the the one thing that i'm liking about stoke fans now is they're giving alex neil a bit a bit of patience we're, we're not calling for his head because you can see that, that he really is trying to get to get the best out of this squad and you can tell that he's trying to recruit with players that he, he knows that he can rely on going into going into a game so it, it, it is nice to see that that Neil's really having a look at him and going this this needs to be my main man going forward and how do I mold him to be the best version of himself that that, that I want him to be and that that's that's exciting. So I'm, I'm I'm really pleased with with the way that Ty's come on over the last year, um, and after after today, like I said, you, you can say what you want about Notts County being being a League Two side, but scoring a hat trick in any game at a professional level is is something that you need to you need to look at and think. He, he could be doing that week in, week out, as as long as we're getting the service to him, which obviously today he did have. He was sure. What, what as well? What do you think about um, Tesco? Because obviously he's, he's he's played today. You know, I was to be honest. Me and me and Matt sort of said each other earlier on. There's a couple of times 
physically he was sort of moved out of the way quite easily and uh, but then as the games progressed he's developed and he, he seemed to learn really quickly to be honest and obviously that's a sign of a good footballer isn't it? and and he learned really quickly what was good for him against those two centre-halves and in the end I mean he, he got two assists he could have had four or five I mean what 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 do you would you like to see him sort of getting some regular time out on loan or would you be happy to see him in and around the, the bench in the first team this season? There's there's obviously a very very talented young lad there, and realistically, I don't think sending him out on loan would be would be the the, the best course of action for him. I mean, he's only he's only seventeen. 16 well yeah he's 17 isn't he and at 17 going from playing with lads that are two or three years older than you to to playing against you know lads that have been playing football at, at you know a professional level for for as long as some of some of the players have that he's come up against he's going to be moved out of the way you know he's he's not going to be used to to playing at, at this level of football straight away um and I think going into the season, I can realistically see him being, he's going to be a bit part player where some weeks he'll probably get five minutes, you know, if, if we're, if we're winning games comfortably and he might get sort of, you know, 15, 20 minutes off the bench uh, elsewhere, but they're, they're valuable minutes for, for a player that's at, at the tender age that he is. But, you know, as, as they've always said, you know, if if it, it it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter how young you are. If you if you're good enough, you, you're going to be playing games. And obviously, Neil's going to look at him in pre-season, and he's he's going to see he's going to see glimpses of the player that he wants him to be. Like you said today, you know, he's got a couple of assists. So if he can put the ball in, in the in the back of the net as well as as well as scoring goals, then you know if you can get him up to speed in the championship and he can start getting involved in chipping in then that that's brilliant um and i, th- I think the injury to what to to dwight gales um going to be a big factor in pre-season if he can use the chances that he's getting at the start of the season i know, I know that gales got experience and he can score goals but neil's going to be able to look at tesgel and think he's he's had a great pre-season so he he might be the lad the, the lad coming off the bench instead of Gale, um, but yeah you, you can't you can't put Dwight Gale's you know reputation behind him. But pre season's about making a name for yourself, and I really do think that 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 is going to take this opportunity and he's going to run with it. Yeah, I, I agree. I think he's he's got he's got an opportunity, Auntie, and I suppose at seventeen that's all he can ask for. <laughs> Um, but yeah, Bill, cheers for that, mate. Thank you for your contribution there. So, so we've had all, mate. Thank you. Because you have a good evening. And you, buddy. Take care. Cheers. Cheers. So we've, had, we've had some comments come in so far. So Ben Beard just said, "Good result for the first preseason game." Tyler looks different. Source tonight. Don't think he will stay past his contract though, unfortunately. Uh, so yeah, to his years sort of running down last sort of couple of years, isn't he? At the most, is it twelve? That was you know, twelve months he's got left. Um, so yeah, he's definitely got that sorted <laughs> if he can. 
Um, Jordan James, how did Dylan Arjo write Phillips play? I think I'll, I'll hand over to Mike and then let him uh, and give you that one. Um, and then uh, Jordan Jones as well. Pearson signing and a 5 1 win. What a day, I say. Yeah, agree with that one, mate. Cracking. Uh, Mike, how did DiMaggio play? Um, it was weird what second half it was I mean you talk about games of two halves right um, it, the second half was a non-event uh, DiMaggio wasn't on the ball an awful lot but what he did do was again nice touch he was direct running uh, flagged offside a couple of times very wrongly um, but DiMaggio again I think that he's, he's a good solid direct player he's got plenty of pace as we know um, so he, he did very very little wrong I think one element he did get criticised for towards the end of the game he's running into the well, what would have been I think pretty much on the edge of the 18 yards box he could have just keep driving and he kind of pulled it back and tried to go for the, the curler into the top corner when really he should have just ran in on goal and placed it in the corner so I think if you want to say that it, any criticism if you like is probably is he trying to impress a little bit too much um, I think if I'm the manager I think I'd rather him just go through and slot at home because that's what you're there to do is score goals. Um, if you look at the second half in terms of the players, I think we would have mentioned it. Like Everyone was very, very lightweight. Uh, I mean, I look at all of them and I'd say that I wouldn't have any of them in the squad right now. Uh, you know, first 11, even on the bench. I think they're, they're, they're far, far too lightweight. And I mean, Wright Phillips is probably the only exception to that. Uh, we've seen we've seen what he can do. Um, actually, yeah, probably McCarron as well is probably another, uh, another one to... Um, to highlight again didn't do an awful lot um, as such to stand out but you know still at the same time uh, he was pretty solid he kind of you know held his man off quite well and I just want to touch on him obviously a little bit late to the party unfortunately but I think that first half we, we really could have run rampant um, Emre was solid again even you know Jacob Brown uh, coming off the right some nice tricky play I think it was it was really good. I think the only the only element that I still think were quite weak in, and I don't think it's any surprise, um, probably at centre back. I thought Connor Taylor was, I don't know, he makes me nervous. Connor Taylor at times. <laughs> I, I want him to be a good player, but uh, makes me a bit nervous. Um, but uh, David, sorry, I think you've been uh, waiting to speak for a little bit of time, mate. I'll come to you and then I'll come to Max afterwards if that's okay. Max, I'll go to you first then, mate. While Dave tries to sort out uh, the internet connection. Evening. Well, um, what can I say? Today's been a, a very good day. Um, came out of work to a very pleasant surprise of Ben Pearson signing, so that, that lit up my day. Um, yeah. Came home, um, and then obviously the game was on. I was happy with that. Um, good win, and as well, like, I didn't. I didn't watch any of it, or I wasn't there. But what I've heard that some of the youngsters played well, and that—that's always a good thing. Tesco especially. Uh, Campbell obviously a hat trick. That's probably one of the main uh, factors in the game. And yeah, if, like some of the others have said, if he gets firing on all cylinders for this season, I'll, honestly, I, I can see him going. For the golden boot, but yeah, I thought Macari was really good. By the way, right back, um, 
we were talking about that being a weak position. I mean, if if you flip that, I mean, actually, I was about to say Tom Edwards was poor. He wasn't poor. I think, he, unfortunately, he's been surrounded by a lot of youth players and neither of, I think none of them really are up to standard. So I think Tom Edwards will come out of that feeling a bit hard done by, to be honest. But Macari, I'm not sure how much you've seen of him, but um, again, tricky down the right, good passing play, uh, not afraid to take his man on. So that kind of attacking defender as well. Someone to keep an eye on because I think he's definitely uh, definitely someone who might have a future, I think, with us. I think he got good reviews last time. So uh be interesting to see how, how that one goes. Um, but I know what you're saying about waking up to, obviously, you know, the, the Ben Pearson situation, mate. Um, it, I mean, it's very clear that Alex yesterday knew that that was done. You could just tell from the way he was talking. Everyone made the same comments. Um, and I said on a, on a tweet earlier on that this morning that, he really is the glue that's going to hold that team together. You know, you need a good spine, you need a good goalkeeper, good midfielder, at least one cent, you know, centre forward who's going to score you 15 plus goals. We haven't got the goalkeeper, we've got the midfielder, and we need probably another striker. But um, do, do you think that Ben Pearson is probably one of the most important signings we'll make this window? Because I think for me, I think he very well could be. He definitely is, definitely. You could see, like, for, an, for example, the Blackburn game last season at home, three 0 up, took him off, just scraped away at three two, and the, and the, and they could have pulled away with a win that game or even a draw or whatever. But he's a massively important signing for me. It's like, obviously, you know, we need a load of players this transfer window, but you know, he he is definitely one of the most important alongside maybe another centre-half definitely a goalkeeper and the striker like you've just mentioned but I'm, I'm very happy that's got over the line and you're right about Alex Neil saying he, he knew it was done because you could just tell it's, but I, I sort of like that and I think I saw a, like a, a tweet saying oh, plot twist Ben Pearson's filming and Alex Neil's trying not laugh or something like that and I, I thought I thought I was quite funny, but you know, it just it just shows that sort of how excited he is to take this on and everything. So I'm quite happy with it. So uh, just hoping for a few more signings and then hopefully, you know, that season I'll, I'll be happy with that. I'm not, I'm not going to go too over the top and say playoffs or or automatics. Although I have been joking on my tweets today saying that. We like to grab on to any win we can, but yeah, we've, there's a hell of a long way to go. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine, but yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to go over the top saying playoffs and all this. I'll be happy with top off, or maybe just outside, like you know, 14th, just a bit better than last season. As long as the team shows fight, like we used to do, I, I'm extremely happy. So that's all. I, that's all I really want. If if you lose six 0 but you put your heart into it, I'm not bothered. You, you've just got to show. You know what I mean? Lay heart on your sleeve. There's, there's got to be signs of progress up there at the end of the day. We, you know, there's no point. I don't think Alex Neal would be able to get away with another um, finish this season. I think we, either way, I personally think we've got to stick with him regardless. Um, but I'm not quite sure the fans will let it get to a point without being extremely vicious if we're in 17th place uh, come next season. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see how things go, mate. But yeah, no, I agree. I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens next week. Uh, I'm confident we'll see at least probably another three or four come through the door. Uh, I, I don't see it being any less than that. Um, clearly, the player that had his 
medical a week ago today isn't going to happen. Well, things happen like that, so we'll see. The guy obviously from Turkey has probably uh, gazumped that particular deal and, and maybe changed our focus a little bit. But um, but yeah, we'll, we'll definitely come back to yourself. Just a couple of comments that have come in again. Um, so John Oldfield says, definitely going to enjoy today. 5-1 win, first time in a while in Pearson signing. Note on today, good art formation, looking fluid in youth players, along with the, uh, Tomajo Wright Phillips showing the manager their worth. I think that was, that was what was I took from the midfield, I think, more than anything. It really was fluid that we were pointing out and Dan was pointing out several times. You know, one person would go forward, one would drop back. It was almost, you know, considering how quick it's been, um, you know, in terms of this is our first game together, you can tell they've been working a lot on training already because that's coming natural. They know they're not even having to look at each other. They know what their responsibility is. So hopefully with a week, you know, away, it can definitely help. Um, and uh, Jordan says, hope Tawaja uh, Phillips gets time to shine this season. Makari played well, apparently. Uh, yeah, I've, I've just, yeah, I mentioned, mate. So Makari was, was really good, actually. Uh, again, direct, pacey. Uh, maybe at times caught a little bit flat-footed, but again, he's learning. I think it's a bit harsh to call him out on that one. And uh, Becky says the fans will be calling for his head, even if we're top half all season. Can't help themselves. <laughs> Stoke fans, Becky, in it. <laughs> I, think you're, I think you're right. If, if anyone moans about being top half this season, I think it's very, very harsh. We all want to go for promotion, but let's keep in mind we're not only replacing almost an entire team, we've got an entire backroom staff and also your senior leadership team as well. So to basically replace the entire club, almost, in terms of personnel and expect promotion the same season, I think it's a bit, um, well, I'm not going to say wishful thinking because I'm not, I'm not ruling it out, but uh, yeah, to to get on somebody's back I think would be extremely hard it's a very, it's a very strong league like I say I was speaking to a Leeds fan I work with and um, yeah it's they're pretty confident as you'd expect them to be but there's a lot of big clubs in this division they're going to be a lot of clubs with a lot of money you see some of the players some of them are signing you know they're going to be up there um, and Dan Burgess says uh, Dan uh, what do you make of the links to uh, Lucas Yao <laughs> I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. I would be uh, more than happy to have Lucas Shawin in the, in the building, I think. He's proven at this level. He's experienced, and we've just, we've just been talking about you know, someone like an Emery Tesco. He could learn off Lucas Shaw because you know Shaw's. You correct me if I'm wrong. He's not the biggest striker, is he? You know, he's 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 not you know six foot three, six foot four, whatever. He's he's uh, he's pacey, and he's but he's uses his body well and uses finds his power there, um, which you know as Tesco progresses, gets older, he could like I say learn a lot, and in the short term. Um, 
Zhao's, you know, he's been a great striker at this level. He's scored goals and he, he brings others into play. Somebody like Campbell and Brown, they both benefit from playing with him. And I don't think he has to come in as, you know, as a first choice either. You know, he could be in and out of the team, competition, you know, first reserve kind of you know, front line, you know, get another striker in as well. So, yeah, it's, it's all positive to me the, on the shelf front. Yeah, you're right, Mark. You just said the other day they don't put these comments in order, do they? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I'm like, no, we see. I think he's, we've been through all of these. Um, has anybody else got anything they want to, anyone else want to uh, get involved? Uh, John Rawlins. So, you've got a comment there. So, strong start getting Ben back, one down and many more to get in. Let's hope they're all quality signings like him. Big thumbs up. Yes, John, definitely. Um, I say Ben's a massive signing, isn't he? And I say one, one down. So that's say like two signings. The first one, you know, a few people were a bit underwhelmed, but for me, that's two positive signings. And you know, I like the Stephen signing this competition for time, and and we all know what Ben Pearson's going to bring to this to this uh, club now. Friendlies are starting. Let, let's see, it's time to re- get some momentum building now, and they're ready for the start of the season. Um, nothing, nothing else from me. It's first. I just think no. it, was, it was just a good start to pre-season. I think. I want to see. So I'm just trying to think about what I want out of this next week away in Spain. I think obviously we'll bring the team together. I think we need to get that. Um, but again, I do think we are going to get a few more players over the line. I know everyone was having a bit of a whinge when uh, Edna uh, was signed. It's always going to be Edna, by the way. We're never going to get around that. Um, so when he was signed, people having a bit of a whinge, you know, because he was the first signing and all that. I think Ben Pearson's signings perked people up again. Uh, and yeah, next week we'll. Probably have at least another, at least another defender, uh, and probably another midfielder, and who knows, maybe even a striker as well. But uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we have a, a certain Mr. Sarkic uh, joining us in Spain. To be honest with you, I think that one's probably quite likely. So yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes over the next week. I've got some more comments coming in. They're flooding back in again now, Mike. So we've got uh, Jordan Jones says, "Reckon shall will happen? Come out of the blue?" Um, yeah, if if we are in talks, I mean, he's a free agent. So I mean, he's not he's since the end of last, since the end of June. He's not getting paid, is he? So so I imagine he'll want to fix himself up with a club um, pretty soon. So yeah, I can see that one. Yeah, I mean, he's an Alex Neal type of player. I think he'll fit the way he wants to play. I think that's one thing as well that people. Also, forget you know it's not just about oh we want to try and get the deals done in you know pre-season. These players want a club. They need to get training. They need to get integrated into whatever team they want to play for. So you say any freebies you're going to see really rapidly taking shape now. You know that these these players know that they need to get a club and get a club quickly, or else again clubs sign other players and they're going to be finding it hard to break through to their new club as well so they've got to be really careful I think as well it's, football's an industry yeah. at any age it's so easy to fall out of isn't it it's so easy to fall out of the game and if you get if they get to September and you know clubs have got everything sorted and they haven't they aren't you know they aren't contracted anywhere I know anybody can sign for people after the window shut but most clubs have got the, the team sorted by then haven't they the squad everybody, you know, they've got all bases covered so I think uh, the power with the, with the free agents starts shifting back to the clubs now. So, but yes, as for Joe, I think he'll uh, he'll happen. Uh, Becky, thoughts on Loren being linked with a move? I can't see him. Rubbish. Yeah, I can't see there being anything in that. He's he was club captain at the end of the year. Once he literally, you know, when when uh, Baker wasn't playing, Loren was above the armband. 
he's he's perfect for Alex Neal. Alex Neal's getting you know, great performances out of his second half of the season, and you know he's again play straight. In the, obviously, I mean, there's not much competition for him to play today. Was there? Wasn't much choice, but um, but yeah, I mean he's marshalled the midfield well today with uh, you know some younger lads in there, and and for me, yeah, I, I think he's he's going to stay. If anything, he's more likely to sign a new contract than be sold. So. Yeah, I just think it's some bloke off the OK who's decided to have a bit of a laugh. I think um, no, it's there's nothing in that. Again, we've shown today we haven't got enough midfielders as it is. Never mind letting another one go. We haven't got enough time to replace a midfield, a defence, a goalkeeper, a striker. Like, it's just ridiculous yeah, to think that we get rid of him. It was interesting because there was no Jordan Thompson today either. Um, and also, for, uh, joke, Frankie Fielding. <laughs> that, that poor boy, I swear he must have been the guy prodding the grass or something at half time. Because what that guy does, he, he must be laughing his socks off that he's been paid for nothing. You've got, you've got big issues with this, man, I, haven't you? I, I, I've got, I just don't get it. I'll tell you what as well. Sort of I've, tried, I've tried explaining it to him many times, folks, and he just doesn't get it. He doesn't get it. He doesn't get that that we that we need someone to train the. Uh, well, mate, I, I, again, I think it's a Pon- Ponzi scheme or a tax write-off. That guy doesn't the, num- exist. the number three goalkeeper is a magical position. Let me tell you, he's not even number three though. Quite clearly, he's number four or five at this rate. Um, like I say, one thing as well. I'll just I know we'll probably wrap up now, but um, Blondie again for me does not instill any confidence whatsoever. Um, like the flapping. I wish somebody recorded that flap that he did um, shortly after half time. I think it was the no pressure and the, yeah the referee <laughs> took pity on him it was like a fish out of water honestly I I've got a big issue with goalkeepers punching when they shouldn't be punching but that was just embarrassing and the fact that we've got Blondie and probably Simkin in the head of Fielding uh, you won't see Fielding in a snow shirt it's quite laughable actually um, surely it's pointless having him in, 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 in I thought, the corner, I thought it? it was going to be a big day too. we're going to have a big ceremony and everything <laughs> that you've seen him play but robbed robbed of his um uh, John Oldfield thanks for the shout guys by the way Lucas Shaw for me would be almost a game changer signing as Pearson um, yeah I think he would certainly add a new dynamic to the front line and you know, anything that improves the whole output is uh, is good <laughs> um, Kevin Smith Kevin Smith uh, what's happened with Twan Zabie um, it's just gone all quiet. I mean, he's a free agent as well. So similar, I think. I imagine Axel's probably getting a few more offers than than just Stoke, yeah. even with his injury uh, background. And for me, he, you know, clubs may value Axel lower than he maybe values himself coming out of Manchester United. He's probably been on a very decent wage at Old Trafford, but his injury background and how many games you sort of. Well, you're not guaranteed any out of them, are you? Let's face it. And clubs, especially ones you know like ourselves who are marshalling a budget, are going to be very skeptical about giving him too much. It's whether he, you know, when he comes to accept that, maybe that that in, could be the hold up to him signing for See, anyone. The, the thing, the thing about Axel as well, that guy's going to expect a top club wage. Like he's not going to come here and sit on fifteen grand a week. He was on fifty grand a week at United. So he's not going to halve his money unless he can absolutely avoid it. And you can't blame the bloke. But again, he's, he might he might decide that he won't, doesn't want to you know, live in Manchester or Midlands or whatever and commute in. He might want to go to London. You just don't know where these players' motivations are. So I'd say, you know, look, for me, if Axel happens, great. Um, not really... 
he was a solid defender. We didn't really see that much of him, if you think about it, either. So is that someone that the club wants to hang, you know, 30, 25 grand a week on? I'm not convinced. Is, is there better options out there? Maybe maybe the club think there is. Just a guy from Turkey, you know, maybe they'll, maybe they'll try and get him over the line. He isn't going to be a cheap signing either. So do you want two or three defenders on 25, 30 grand a week? It's a good chunk of your budget, that. So just, yeah, I'm, I'm not fussed either way because I'm confident the manager will get suitable cover. Just underscore Fozzy says, Twanzibi's just another Nick Powell. I don't want another <laughs> Nick Powell. Yeah, no, no, fair enough. I mean, I think the fact that Nick Powell has also chosen a League Two club over a championship club says a lot about Nick Powell's no. own confidence to play. I don't know, because he's got family with season ticket holders at Stockport. Mm. So, for me, that maybe says more about where he's happy to, you know, he's West wants to play in front of them. Nobody <laughs> wants to play in front of his, his family. His family sports Stockport and there uh, and that's where I was going. Uh, if he enough. plays more than 10 games this season, I'll be shocked. <laughs> in League 2, getting booted about. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Max Hargreaves, 15. Christ, Fieldy must be bad. He's <laughs> 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 behind Blondie. Uh, Jordan Jones, Blondie is the Scott Carson of Stoke, just without all the achievements. <laughs> and the ability. <laughs> um Oh, by the way, England under twenty ones have just taken the lead against Spain in the European Championships final. Is Fielding in goal? Uh, no, no, no. And then neither is Joe Bursic because he's uh, got well to Joe Bursic. He did his ACL this week in training with Bruges. Very unlucky. Yeah. So yes, very unlucky. Um, John on, John Oldfield. I think Thompson was away with Northern Ireland, so he may be given extra weeks or they may be back next week. That would explain his absence um, because he definitely, obviously, would have got a game if he was around today, wouldn't he? Uh, right, what else we've got? Uh, Kieran Down says David De Gea on a free. Got <laughs> to be back up to bottom. Yeah. <laughs> I think he may have to lower them 300 grand a week wage demands. <laughs> He's another way you get him in Twanzavia in a double Old Trafford to Bet365 stadium deal. Um, <laughs> so John Dowd says if we can bring in, more, uh, bring in more dynamic and creative wingers, he imagines Gail could get us some goals still. Um. I don't, I don't know. I, I just think Gale's past it. As much as I like the guy, I'm not. I'm just not convinced that he's necessarily what what we what we really need going forward. To be honest, he scored loads of goals, but they were like offside. Like I remember one specifically at Huddersfield. Like that that would have changed that entire game. But I think it's more his positioning that lets him down now that he's a bit older. But he can still score we've seen it sort of but like towards the end of September I think he would have been on six goals if they weren't all pulled offside or fouls or something like that so do you think that was maybe maybe a lack of sharpness because he hadn't played for so long just judging that line and when to make those runs Probably, yeah, but also factoring his age, what is he like, 33, something like that? Oh, I can't really remember off the top of my head. Yeah, but he's really... He's, yeah, but uh, he, he's, he can self-score, I think. He's, he's also good for, you know, teaching the younger lads, shooting and all, you know, just learning the trade sort of thing. He, he can, he's a solid backup option if we buy, like, say what the others have been saying, Lucas Shaw if we get him in, or just in general, if we get another striker. He, he's a good backup option, or he could go in two and be like, the not a playmaker, but sort of like the link-up sort of 
you know, like a little pass in and then a flick or whatever. Because yeah, he's a bit he's a bit smaller, but he jumps up for a fair few adders and wins a fair few as well. And that shows because um, against Sunderland, he scored uh, a header against their keeper Patterson, a unit massive lad. Um, but yeah, and I think he got a fair few assists as well. So. He's, he's more of a link-up play striker. Not a target man, I'd say, but like, obviously not a target man, but just your, your link-up sort of player that, that you like to have up front. He was a finisher, wasn't he, in, in, his, in his day? He was the one on the end of the moves, wasn't he, you know, running, the, running the lines, ju- judging his runs just perfectly. I mean, uh, Kevin Smith just put a comment, says, if this new offside rule comes in, uh, Gale will be on 20-plus a season. <laughs> 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 uh, you're probably not wrong there. <laughs> Um, Becky says I guarantee if Gale moves on he'll bag goals for his next club happens every time with our strikers um, yeah true true that um, but we have one thing I never actually thought just as he says uh, how come Stevens didn't play is he injured no he's uh, not injured maybe he's yeah he's uh, maybe just taking the time with him getting him up to speed if he hasn't been training as much maybe with Sheffield United um, so we've got one more comment here I just want to pull John Rawlings says uh, what position do you think are most important to bring new signings in next <clears throat> a new centre-back to partner Wilmot is crucial in my opinion so I think I just very come up my point and I'll, I'll let you have yours and John I know you're, you're waiting to talk mate but um, but um, goalkeeper absolutely because if you haven't got a good goalkeeper the rest of it will crumble around you so I've said that previously defence can be great but if you've got a goalkeeper who doesn't inspire confidence in the defence and and vice versa it's going to break down we've seen that under Michael O'Neill towards the end of his reign so goalkeeper is absolute number one priority initially Um, and then yeah at least a couple more centre-backs and then very much I'd say another, another, another striker the problem is for me is that you know we are obviously we're in the hunt for a 15 plus goal a season striker as is everybody else so um, let's just hope that you know um, obviously Jared can can find someone abroad that maybe is a bit of a cheaper deal we might be able to find the net but um, I mean John uh, from from yourself mate what do you think to uh, priority positions for you I imagine a striker <laughs> uh, yeah I mean absolutely a striker is definitely a priority um to be honest, with signing Pearson today, I think um, probably any any players. I think as long as they're good enough, obviously, and then go from there. Um, I, I, I think that's. I just can't get over how ecstatic I am over over Ben Pearson because I think that is honestly almost as big a priority as the as the goalkeeper or striker. Yeah, yeah. Again, it, it's that. It's that. It's that solid midfield general, isn't it, that, that you need? Yeah, I think he'll boost the team throughout games as well. If it's like 1-0 down or or if they're struggling to break a team down, then he can be a sort of character that Alex Neal will look to to say, you know, keep your heads up, keep keep going, and then try and find something, try and find a way past teams. I think today as well there was a good opportunity for youth players to impress the manager as well. I think maybe, obviously, there probably was a bit of purpose to to take the time in terms of signings, but maybe also to take one step back and look at players like Lewis Macari or or Emery Tezgal today as well. 
Yeah, I think I think Emery has definitely got um, a, re- a really good opportunity of breaking through, mate. I mean, what I would probably say, however, is that realistically, um, no one else in that second half really inspired any confidence other than DiMaggio. The rest of them were just so lightweight, and you you don't realise you know under twenty one football is obviously you know it's it's relatively non competitive, really. You know, there's there's a few games you can you can kind of call on, um, but you mm-hmm. really realise the difference in physicality so I seriously personally do question how many of them are even close to getting on the bench right now never mind first I think technically you could see that there is something there with a few of them like you can see that technically they were very good players but physically just a bit more development needed but some of them are really young I mean Will Smith was playing centre midfield today defensive mid he's, I think he's still 16 years old so do you know what I mean the, mm. Physicality is going to come in that position, isn't it? You're not going to be, you know, there's very few cases, there's very few Wayne Rooney's out there, aren't there? Oh, yeah. Who are little monsters at 16. Yeah, I mean, it gives them a ch- chance to just see how far along they are, isn't it? Without having to really risk them, isn't it? So, you know, to, to put a performance in against the League Two side today, so that any other sort of League Two clubs, is, you know, if it's any scouts there from Stephen Egypt, yeah, a team like that, you know, the elite two side, the crew or whatever. Then they've seen 12, 14 young lads out there today for Stoke who possibly could be available for a low move. Any final comments before we wrap this one up? We're on the move again, so uh, I would probably estimate that we've got minutes left of internet before the signal goes. So any final comments from anybody else? Okay, okay. Right, lovely. Guys, well, thank you very much. If you have missed any of this, then uh, it will be live, obviously available again. Uh, probably be live. I'm trying it on there this evening on the normal podcast channels. Uh, but worst case, it'll be on there within the next 24 hours. So thanks, everybody, for joining us. Um, have a great evening. And we'll see you all very, very soon. Hold the butters. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk Sport, powered by fans.